Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. Gentlemen, Scott McKay here on Patriot Street Fighter for the economic update. First one of December. Can you believe the year is gone? Who could have imagined that 2022 is like in the rearview mirror? We got one month left of shenanigans from a lame duck Congress and other bullshit going on with those fork and scumbags. Uh, and we exist here with Dr. Kirk Elliott, my economics advisor, my precious metals and investing advisor. Uh, to kind of keep an eye on uh, what we call it our own, uh, we call it the economic cabal watch here. What moves they're making to try to survive a little bit longer in this matrix system, in this central banking world that's coming apart slowly and being replaced with a new financial system and everything. Uh, but so today we're going to talk about a couple of things. Uh, pretty much we're going to talk about lies, more lies and goddamn lies uh, that come from the scumbags that are trying to hang on to financial power. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the whole belly-up operation of FTX. And if this one doesn't drive a stake right into the heart of the Democrats and all those scumbag Republicans that also took money from FTX. Look, folks, if we know what's going on out here because it all came out, they all knew about FTX when it was going down or when it was you know going up, I should say. And all the crime that they that they uh, utilize to finance their campaigns and take payoffs and bribes. So, anyways, let's jump right into it. I know, uh, Doctor Kirk. Uh, you know, we've been talking about you know silver being the best play. I've not bought any gold, as you know, and I've only ever bought silver because it seems to be the best the best play at precious metals economically in the ratio gold to silver. But I can see that as as you had educated me, it's up like 23 plus percent in the last eight weeks. So obviously it's showing in this particular, you know, run still highly manipulated to keep it suppressed. But they can't keep it suppressed forever. They don't want to see silver breaking out, going up nearly 25 percent in eight weeks. So they're losing their grip on price controls. They're losing their grip on information to keep us blind, uh, so looks like this just the you know the basic issue ass kicking continues on their banking system. Well, it is, and and I love it when we're right, right? Because when when silver, you know, over the summer, you know, it was up and down, up and down, and it had a a, a pretty decent sized correction, right? And it it hit that eighteen dollar threshold, and I remember it like it was yesterday because you and I were talking. Said when it hits this threshold. It's a very fundamental support line, you know, going back for technical chartist type people, which I'm not one of them. But my my technical chartists were truly foaming at the mouth because they said it's going to shoot up like a trampoline. It always does. And so it's like, you're right. I looked at history and it's like they were right. So when it hit 1760 eight weeks ago, today it's at 2255. That's up $4.95 in eight weeks. That's a 28.3% return. Right. So so when we're looking at that kind of growth, we always have to take one step back and say, okay, why? Right. So so the the market, the gold and silver market are quite smart. So is the bond market. Right. Equity markets are kind of stupid because they they listen to 30 second sound bites. It's like, oh, 
we got to invest in Apple. We don't know why, but but we should, right? Where the bond markets, they look at liquidity, they look at, at debt cycles, they look at all that. And so do gold and silver, right? So so the bond and, and, and actually the mortgage market's quite smart as well, because they have to be, because they're setting rates, the, the mortgage banks are setting rates for that they're going to get payments for the next 30 years. Imagine that kind of a forecast, right? It's like, I, I mean, we don't even know if we're going to wake up tomorrow. Generally, it's like, how can you know 30 years from now what's going to happen? So, so you've got all this stuff happening, Scott. So why did silver go up 28.3%? And why is it up $1.77 in the last two days, right? Which is, which is a big chunk, right? It's, a, it's up actually a lot in the last two days, like six or 7%. Well, it's because of statements by Jerome Powell. And again, you and I talked about this three weeks ago. And, and we knew what he was going to say when they raised rates. Why did we know? Because we read the, the Board of Governors minutes from the meeting before, which is worse than bathroom reading. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> awful boring stuff, right? And so so in their, their meeting, so they say, hey, we're going to have to slow down the rate of growth of, of rates, right? This is how I knew that they were going to do three quarters of a point, three quarters of a point, you know, because they, they talk about it in the meeting before. And they don't, doesn't happen 100% of the time, but like 90% of the time, what they talked about before they end up doing. So they said that they were going to slow down the rate of growth of, of interest rates because here's where the, 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 the lies start to, to come in. It's like, because, well, we, we've started to control inflation so we can actually slow down the rate of growth. Well, that's dumb. No, they haven't. Inflation's still the worst it's been in like 40 years, right? It's, it's not slowing down. The real reason they have to slow it down is because they're killing the economy. With the rates going up the, the, as much as they have, the, the housing market, again, and over the last 30 days, uh, lost interest, right? It's like like people wanting to buy houses. They, they don't want to buy them, in, right? So the housing prices have come down six months in a row. Oh, oddly enough, interest rates have gone up six months in a row, right? There's a direct correlation. So how much is so housing prices came down 10% over the last month? Oh, they came down a bunch the month before too. But homeowners in America have lost $1.5 trillion of equity. And that's going to continue on, right? Stock market's getting crushed. The bond market's getting crushed all because of Jerome Powell's Federal Reserve policy of jacking up interest rates to the moon to slow down inflation. Okay, that's the backdrop. We've talked about all that. So they said that, that they're starting to, job growth is coming back, the GDP is growing, the inflation is slowing down. It's like, none of that is true, right? None of, none of it's true. So here's, here's why it's not true. Because this morning, um, you know, it's it's Thursday and we're recording this. Well, this morning, the the core inflation numbers came out. Right. So so it went up 0.2 percent. Is it shrinking? No, it's still growing. And last month, inflation was the worst ever. The month before that, before it grew last month, it was the worst ever. Right. So it keeps growing. It's not like they're slowing down. But they say, ooh, we were expecting 0.5 and it was 0.2. That means what we're doing is good. Well, Anybody can make up some kind of a dumb false expectation. It's like I I was expecting it to to actually go up 
200% and it only went up 3%, right? It still went up and their expectations to me are meaningless because that's all narrative. That's, that's, you know, double speak. I got to, so, I got to pour a little gas in this fire. Cause it's kind yeah. of, this is how these bastards lie. It is this, it's this stark and this realistic. Cause I, I completely remember this back in the nineties, say probably 95, 96, the Republicans had taken control of the House and the Senate in 94 for the first time in 70 years in this country. Democrats hadn't been out of power forever. So when they lose power, they go absolutely crazy. So there were two programs that were they were rolling out was slowing the growth of Medicare, right? Because Medicare growth was just getting crazy, bankrupt the country. And then they were slowing the growth of the school lunch program. It was like 32 percent growth every year. And say they were going to slow the growth. So instead of growing at 32% a year, it was only going to grow at 28% a year. So just think about this. That's not cutting, right? Cutting out or eliminating or whatever. And the same with Medicare, they're just slowing the growth. And what they're trying to say is, here's literally what Dick Gephardt was saying from the House floor. Look, folks, the simple fact is, is they're trying to starve your children and kill the elderly. I shit you not. This is the way they talk. They're starving your children and killing the elderly because they're slow in this astronomical out-of-control growth. That's how, how, how stark these people are in their rhetoric. They flat-out lie, make it so sensational. So, like, you're talking about reducing it from 0.5 to only 0.2, you know, growth. That, um, that, that's a massive reduction of inflation. It's absurd, beyond absurd. Well, it, it is beyond absurd because their narrative is like, ooh, we were it was 60% less than what we thought it was going to be. We're actually doing a good job. It's like, you morons, it's still it's going up. <laughs> it's still going up. It's not good. It, I mean, it's it's like going on a diet because you're obese, right? It's like, well, I need to lose weight, but I was expecting to gain 50 pounds this month and I only gained 20, right? <laughs> Same thing. It's like, no, you, you need to lose weight, right? So, so here's, here's the problem. Um, that, so that happens. And then we've got all these horrible Black Friday retail numbers were horrible, right? Um, Jeff Bezos is laying off 11,000 people from Amazon, the largest e-commerce company on the planet, right? Right during the holiday season. To think that people are spending money um, is is Luke. so far out of reality. And they said that GDP growth went up. It's like GDP isn't increasing. That's such a, a fabricated lie when globally, everybody knows global economic slowdown, recession, borderline depression, nothing, no one's buying anything. There's supply chain disruptions, inflationary pressures, cost of borrowing is going up. Um, Bezos is laying off people. FedEx Freight is furloughing all their employees. Wells Fargo, this is a big one, Scott, for, for real estate, right? Which people buy houses when things are booming, when they have jobs and they can afford it, right? But Wells Fargo, the largest real estate lender in the country, laid off 90% of its mortgage brokers. 90%. Holy crap. Like, that was just like yesterday. <laughs> oh, my word. To, and for, and for the, the stupid government to tell us that GDP is growing – Come on. Seriously. It's like, how? How could this possibly be? Um, but but so so but they have to try to to fill the narrative of 
hey, spend money during the Christmas season because the economy is growing. Look, jo- even even the jobless claims number was still like this, like 127,000 people, you know, gain and without jobs, but they were expecting more. It's like, I don't care what your fake expectations were. This is the reality. 127,000 people jobless claims, right? It's like, stop spinning it saying that the it was below our expectations when anybody can put some kind of a false expectation out there. That's why we titled this one <laughs> lies, more lies and goddamn lies cuz that is all it has ever been on I don't care what administration it is. It's always been that way. You know, I'm not saying Donald Trump's administration didn't lie. I believe that they did lie to a degree, but they were lying to the criminals. Uh they were using their system that they use except they were using it for an opposite effect on them. But look, here in Texas, just in the last 30 days, the uh, in, uh, uh, real estate investors, people buying investment properties, that's dropped 30% in just one single month, just one month. And there's one thing that proves that the spending and the GDP is dropping. Mike Adams released a report. And this might have been possibly midsummer, and these reports came out. And uh, this the, the CEO of one of the biggest um, uh, oil concerns, uh, oil production companies, had himself said that the oil supply, diesel engine oil that's used in diesel engine electric trains, used in farm equipment, used in construction equipment used in the trucking industry to truck everything across country to stores, uh, given the fact that, you know, the demand is so high, they said that diesel engine oil was going to run out by the end of September. That was literally a few months from the day they announced. And the reason why is the, the additives that go into the, the oil itself, probably, you know, emulsifiers or, you know, uh, keep it from breaking down, whatever, it wasn't the oil, it was the additives for the oil. And there are only two of these companies, these manufacturers in the country, both of them went down during the whole COVID nonsense. And so they stated that they there would not be a resupply of diesel engine oil until the first quarter of next year. Now, we've gotten beyond that because we've seen diesel engine oil is still available. And I asked Mike Adams why. And he said, the reason is, because they obviously couldn't foresee, but they came to, to experience how the trucking industry was massively reduced across the country because of the economic situation. There weren't as many trucks moving, as trains is moving as often with goods and services, et cetera, et cetera, because people aren't buying. The same thing just happened with diesel uh, diesel fuel. Because I had heard in the recent past that we were going to run out of decent diesel fuel by it might have been the end of probably this month. And that was a couple months ago. So why hasn't that happened? Now I have noticed there are some diesel pumps that are wrapped up with the orange cover over the pump because some suppliers have run out of diesel. I oftentimes fuel up at truck stops uh locally and around the country for either my pickup because it requires DEF or Cinderella. So I can see what's going on in the you know private or the car market versus a commercial, uh, the trucking industry in terms of fuel. Because I've seen the same thing. I've seen 11 pumps here in Weatherford or now north of Stephenville with all these pumps that are wrapped up for diesel fuel for tractor trailers, right? So obviously there's some ripple in the supply of diesel fuel. 
But this, these things have extended themselves further than when they thought we would run out of capacity. Once again, why is that? There's only one reason that it can happen, just like happened with diesel engine oil, because the GDP is dropping. The, the goods and services demand is not what it was this past summer, and it's extended what could have been a cast, catastrophic situation. There's a silver lining to every cloud, and obviously in that case it has been. But again, it's still an indicator these these catastrophic events economically didn't happen because of these mitigation factors of the economy or the this the um the, the the consumer side just continues to drop 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 well i mean so <laughs> spot on accurate right i mean and and i don't i don't know what to expect um tomorrow right because you you're going to have more lies and and people respond to these sound bites but what I do know is that these trends are big. When when Wells Fargo lays off 90% of its people, you know that the mortgage industry is toast for a while because Federal Reserve Chairman Powell, we should start listening to some of the stuff, right? Because, because they are going to raise rates a bunch, right? And and they're 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 not gonna stop until they kill inflation, which they're not gonna kill inflation because they're not gonna stop printing money. So therefore, we've got this stuff stuck. Now I was thinking over the last couple of days when when FTX went down, you know, cryptocurrencies, uh, the the big huge exchange. Um, what shortly followed after that? Another bankruptcy in the crypto space. BlockFi went bankrupt. Now there's there's other companies just reeling, right? And there's cryptocurrency after cryptocurrency, which are going belly up. And it's like, hmm. So I started to think this morning. It's like these poor people had their wealth put into something that who even knows what it is, right? It it has value because people think that it has value. It's a digit. It's out there in the atmosphere somewhere, right? Well, when was, so we're talking about all the oil and gas and diesel and everything else. When was the last time diesel fuel went to zero? Well, didn't. I mean, you're not filling up, you're not filling up Cinderella for free, right? It's never been zero, right? When was the last time real estate went to zero? Never. Um, when was the last time cars went to zero? Never. When was the last time oil and gas or steel or any kind of thing went to zero? They never do, right? So, so I was thinking, it's like, this is why we shout from the rooftops every single week, buy gold, buy silver, right? It's a tangible asset. When our goal as wise and prudent investors is to minimize risk and maximize return, how do you minimize your risk? And invest in something that at least has a floor right? There is a cost of getting gold or silver out of the ground. Miners aren't going to do it unless they can make a profit, right? So so it's never going to go below the cost of production, which I think is, is I don't know, 20-something bucks an ounce for silver, right? So we're like, it. you've got this built-in floor. It can't go to zero. It can't. Even if the miners stop producing it, well, that's going to make it go through the roof because then there's no supply, right? And it's still needed. So, so here's the thing. Companies can go zero. Enron went to zero. FTX going to zero. BlockFi just filed for bankruptcy. Any company can go to zero. Things can't. So when our goal, and you've said it a bajillion times, Scott, is like, we're not in it for astronomical growth. We want to be in things for asset preservation. In today's world, it's preserving your capital, minimize your risk, maximize your return. But it's it's weird because right now, um, 
if you were to want to maximize your growth, you would generally have to maximize your risk. It's like, I'm going to take a big risk if I want to maximize my growth, right? Or if you wanted to minimize your risk, you're going to get no growth. Here's the thing, gold and silver, safest assets in the world. And yet silver, fastest growing asset in the world, like we just talked about, up 28.3% in the last eight weeks. Bizarro world, but really God's math, right? It's like you can minimize your risk and maximize your return at the same time. It's like, this is incredible. And we get to take advantage of it because you and I have been shouting this from the rooftops for a year and a half now. And everything that we're talking about, it's like some of the stuff we talk about, I wish we were dead dog wrong because they happen because I, I don't want our freedoms to go away. Right. But all we're doing is reporting the news. But, but when we say these things, it's built on fact, it's built on research. And, and all we're doing is telling people, it's like, these things are happening. We can protect and preserve. Right. We were right. Oh my word. We are like, like, right. Like every single time. And, and silver is exploding now, and we've got supply chain disruptions. And in China, they're talking about more supply chain disruptions because of stupid COVID. Now, I just saw a research article this morning about a $4 trillion public health menace and nightmare about to unfold with, with ramifications of COVID, long-haul COVID, and all this other weird stuff. It's like, okay, they know that they've lost the battle on COVID because it's no longer there, but ooh. Now it's going to be a $4 trillion healthcare crisis because of long haul COVID. It's like they have to make this stuff, you know, keep make it up. They have to keep it perpetuated, right? Mm-hmm. So, so with that, we're in a we're in this new world. We're in this new world where we've got to adapt to it. And this is where gold and silver come in because we need tangible assets in a world where nothing is real, Scott. Yeah. And that's uh you know, for and I've said this from day one, as I've said, the most important thing is capital preservation or asset preservation. Your shit doesn't go away when this whole thing comes apart. But my expectations aren't that my expectations, uh, very high expectations that when it does that, those current assets we have in silver are going to skyrocket. So it even though, you know, I keep talking about uh, asset preservation, quite honestly, that was early on what I was in it for to make sure I didn't lose my stuff. But but now I am fully, you know, my expectation, I can't wait till this really goes south because my my assets are going to grow dramatically. So um, anyways, that's kind of how I still see it not changing. Um, anyways, if you do want to have a discussion on your personal situation, I recommend doing that. You can dive in head first like I do not always the best way to do things. And, but that's just kind of how I roll. But I would say if you need a comfort zone, just give these guys a call over at Dr. Kirk Elliott, PhD at private advisors. You can see right here in the ticker going across, I had the number put up there. It's 720-605-3900, uh, you can also go, if you want to do a little due diligence on your own, there's another uh, link down there. It's a hyperlink. It goes to psfsilvergold.com uh, and just do some reading, do a little research. If you want to be contacted uh, at, you know, at, at a leisurely pace, just put your information in. It goes right over to Dr. Kurt's office. You'll have one of the folks call you, schedule a time to to meet with these guys and just have a discussion on where you are. Every Every situation is completely different, unique. And so they'll take that perspective in that conversation 
I can just tell you, 99.9 times out of 100 of everybody we've ever spoken to that we've referred to to them, very happy because of how they handle their business. So, um, Dr. Kirk, once again, always appreciate your, I know your schedule is maniacal. It's far worse than mine. And yet you always make the time. And uh, and then we're all grateful to it. And Patriot Street Fighter Nation loves you guys over there. And uh be good to see you, I guess, probably coming up next week for another update. I look forward to it. Well, you have an awesome weekend and everybody out there have an awesome weekend. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right, brother. Love you. Good to see you again. Pass my best on to the staff over there. And we'll do. Love you too. See ya. Later out. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.